Real Church Matters, episode 25. I'm here with Aswanat, Alan, Alan, and I'm Forrest Hall. Minister and Forrest Hall. We make up Real Church Matters where we talk about real church matters because real church matters. That should be our new slogan. Well, I, like I mean, it. that's. I, I'm I saying know. we should start saying it together like that. It was pretty awesome. It was cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it felt corny to me. No, the corny is good. Corny is good sometimes. So, housekeeping first, Real Church Matters. You can check us out on iTunes. You can check us out on SoundCloud. And between those two, you should be covered. Listen, love it, share it, grow from it. That's the goal. That's the goal. What you got going on? Uh, you can follow me at Go Do Likewise on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, and my blog is LikewiseLife.com where you can check out my blogs. Perfect. And as far as the Patreon, remember this is something that we set up not to f- to kind of solicit. But for those who had an interest in supporting us and wanted to show their support in a financial way, this is a way you can do it. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash F. That's Ford as in F-O-R-W-A-R-D, not F-O-U-R. Somebody said they was putting four slashes. We don't want you to do that. So it's Patreon dot com forward slash Real Church Matters. Real Church Matters. So as always, we thank you in advance for those of you who give at least a dollar or more. You get access to a special podcast we'll be doing called A Little More Matters. Mm -hmm. The first one will be on mental health. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about mental health. It's going to be a good one, guys. So um, if you give $10 or more, we're going to make a T-shirt available to you for free. And just as a thank you for... um, committing to support us and uh put your money where your heart is so we appreciate it um as always you can check us out on instagram facebook twitter i think the real church matters twitter is uh real church matters but take the vowels out of the matter so it's like m m t t r s yeah so that's it shout out to everybody who shouted us out this week we appreciate it. We appreciate the, the shares, love. all that. All of that. So thank you to those who have done that. Can continue to do it. Continue to let people know. I hope we're doing something that um, matters to you. And uh, by you sharing it can start to matter to some other people. So that's the goal is to get the message out to as many people as we can. Um, that covers it. Yeah. So today. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> Well, in episode 25, we were supposed to be talking about humility, and we may talk about it eventually, but I'm pulling a pulling an audible here, Yeah. and we're going to talk about obedience, and, and I just want to have a real conversation about it. Um, not that our, our conversations aren't real, but for me, uh, just thinking about Antoinette D, the fact that a lot of us are focusing on so many things in the church, especially as we begin to grow. Mm-hmm. And we get focused on being that good Christian and we get focused on this Bible and learning all of these things and getting understanding. We can get so caught up in the theology, so caught up in walking in that correct theology and being good Christians or being that saint. And so focused on not being that sinner that we forget the most important thing is to be obedient. That's true. Above everything, mm-hmm. like we can sit and parse about faith and we can sit and talk about love and we can sit and talk about tithing and giving. And at the end of the day, the whole purpose of being a Christian is to show God we love him through our obedience. Mm-hmm. And it's missing. It is. It's missing. It's I find myself forgetting the most vital part of my walk with God is to walk with God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think because it's such a simple um it's a simple thing to think about. Even when you think of the word obedience, it just seems so simple. But when you think about life and the complications it brings, it's like you see how it kind of gets lost in that journey. Yeah. And sometimes we can get so caught up in being the good person that we're not even the obedient person. Yeah. 
we just we just we were so used to just following our own desires that we so happy that we ain't even doing what we wanted to do. But we ain't doing what God wants. Yeah, we forget about that. And, and it's unfortunate because I'm running into so many people who hit a wall and find themselves filled with frustration about the situations they facing, about the things that's going on. And you tr- I'm trying to tell people have faith and endure but at the end of the day, how can someone how can someone truly do what they need to do at a time like that when they don't even understand that if they're not doing what they need to do, then I'm not being obedient to God? Yeah, I think it, a lot gets lost in intention. It's like you mean well, but you kind of drowned in your your goals and your passions at the end of the day you just drown in it because you you like i just want to please god i just want to please god and you so focused on that but you lose focus on the little teeny things every yeah. day and, and you're saying a, a, a very important thing is that you hear people talk about pleasing god all the time mm-hmm. how can people who are so focused on pleasing god be so disobedient do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's the craziest thing is that your concept of pleasing god goes no further than you doing what the Bible say. And because you doing what the Bible say, you kind of feel like you're on the way of pleasing God. But honestly, if you don't know what God wants you to do, then you can't be obedient to him. And if you can't be obedient to him, you can't please him. And I'm not talking about what God wants you to do as it relates to the Bible. The Bible is a starting off point. Mm -hmm. It gets us in the arena. Mm -hmm. But the game has yet to be played. There's a specific identity that has been laid out for each and every one of us that is only articulated through obedience. Yeah, it seemed like the Bible is like what gets your mind right to even be able to understand God. So, so like you said, it's kind of like the the start off point so you can it, it, actually start the race. It literally is us tuning into the frequency. Right. And once you get tuned into the frequency, now you need to hear who's on the other line. Mm-hmm. Hear him and do what he says. That's right. To, to be obedient is is everything to a Christian. Mm-hmm. We're not living in a time where we follow Jesus physically. I, I don't. He, he doesn't have to say go left. I watch him go left, and mm-hmm. I go left. And we want to have that type of relationship in this world. We want to see something so we can em- emulate it. Because it's easier. Because it's easy. You can watch it and just copy it. Just watch it, it and mimic it, emulate mm-hmm. it. But when you're telling me that I'm supposed to do what God says and that he has a definitive purpose for my life and that I'm supposed to operate according to his will for my life, the Bible says that our obedience manifests the mysteries of his will. Our obedience manifests the mysteries of his will or our obedience reveals the mystery of his will. Mm -hmm. People always want to know, what does God have for me? Take it a step at a time, a word at a time, taking an obedience at a time. All of a sudden, the picture starts to make sense. Mm -hmm. One obedience after the next obedience after the next obedience. Now, all of a sudden, my life is taking shape. Yeah. Even when you think of it like a painting, it's like it's, it takes brush strokes to make a masterpiece. Yes. And it's, that's how it is. But it's awesome that you will bring that up because as a, as a designer, as a creative, the most frustrating thing is that first quarter of whatever you're creating. Mm, yes <laughs> because that first quarter of whatever you're creating looks nothing like how you set out in your mind nothing like it yeah. and if you can't persevere through the awkwardness and the ugliness and the weirdness of that 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 stage mm-hmm. you will give up yeah. there are many a times i put the pencil down i cut the computer off frustrated saying i couldn't do it only because i could not endure through the part that is necessary but doesn't have an immediate gratification to its necessity. Mm-hmm. That's how we are with, as believers. Yeah. The minute something happens in our lives and we, we, we're supposed to be obedient through it, but we can't see where this obedience factors into our life. Yeah, or what it's going to, the end result is going to even be. What is yeah. it going to look like? We want God to lay the whole plan out and he doesn't work like that. He doesn't. I'm going to tell you, I, I'm I'm a share. I'm, I'm like I said. I'm being real and honest here. Being 36 years old, I started writing a book about helping young people 
um, manage that weird period between graduating high school and graduating college where you're trying to find who you are and what you are and what your purpose is in this life. And the many a times I was writing this book and one of the things that always stuck out to me was the the kingdom of heaven is like a seed. It's like a little seed. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it says when planted in due time, it grows 10 times, 20 times, 100 times larger than it was mm-hmm. to be something it never looked like mm-hmm. and be something that is so impressive and people gravitate towards it. And they said it provides shade to everyone. Something great comes from this little thing. But this little thing had to be okay with being little. Yeah. And it had to be okay with where it had to go in order to be great. Yeah. And that's all a part of our obedience. That's why he said the kingdom of heaven is like this. He says, if you embrace being that little thing and then you embrace where I have to put you, I have to put you in the dirt. The worst place to be is the best place to grow. Mm -hmm. If you embrace those things that all comes through obedience that's what i mean by embrace when you embrace being small in the least Mm -hmm. in the left out in Mm -hmm. the misfit in the unqualified in the unskilled the jack of all trades the master of none when you embrace these things in your life the person with the not so good credit the person with debt up to their eyeballs the person who has more people asking for things than more people helping Mm -hmm. When you embrace being that person and then you you walk in that, you all of a sudden you start realizing God's guiding you into the worst place to be. Yeah. And now you all of a sudden before when you just got over the fact of the reality of who you are. Now you're trying to get over the reality of where you're at. Mm-hmm. And now it's even harder for you to obey because you don't get the point. Yeah. You don't see the big picture. Especially when you think of it to keep up with the analogy of a of seed. It's like it takes rain, too. So it's like it's worse enough. I'm, I'm in the dirt. Now rain comes and it just it seems like it just gets worse. And it and just worse. gets worse and it never ends. But you don't even see during that process how you're growing. Yeah. And what you're becoming mm-hmm. and how you. It takes a little bit of growth to get you out of that dirt. Mm-hmm. But before you ever start growing up, you grow down. Yeah, that's true. And you start setting your roots and getting a foundation. Mm-hmm. It's not pretty. Nobody can see it. Nobody's remarking about that growth because they can't see it. But before you ever grow up, you grow down. That's true. This process sounds good laid out like this mm-hmm. and some of you will hear it and be like yes right i'm a seed da, da, da. but guess what when you in that dirt it is so hard is. for you to be obedient but if you can if you can be let's forget about being a good christian not cussing not doing anything let's forget about not being a sinner not not sleeping around not doing drugs forget about that stuff if you just focus on being obedient The places that your life can go is greater than other people just seeing you as a saint. Yeah. It's greater than people just seeing you as a sinner. I don't want to be a saint. I don't want to be a sinner. I want to be obedient. Mm -hmm. That obedience yields me something greater, but I I have to endure through obedience. Mm -hmm. Some people think that they're weathering the storms, but you're really not. Because you're not obedient in the midst of it. Mm -hmm. If you're not obedient in the midst of what you're going through, you are not enduring. To endure for righteousness sake literally means that I am enduring through my obedience. Mm -hmm. Righteousness means to walk in the way of God. It is in your walking in the way through those things. It takes you to the other side. Yeah, I think we become so big picture minded that we can't see like how we're being obedient even in the situation. It's like we're so focused on, you know, the end result and not focused on the process we're going through right now and being obedient in that is what it's all about. It's It's not even about the finished. It's what it's all about. When we started talking about humility and we were going to share scriptures and, and one of the things about humility, we said that the mind of Christ, he, Paul laid it out for us perfectly. He said, number one, Christ didn't count it robbery to not be equal to God. What does that mean? He didn't 
think equality with God was a thing to be grasped. Mm -hmm. And it says, then he humbled himself as a servant. Then it says that emptying himself, he was obedient even to death. See, humility is important, but this factor of humility is it, that it goes hand in hand with obedience. Yeah, it's almost like how we were saying, like the attitude you must have in order to be obedient is it's humility. humility. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why we're going to talk about humility another time and, and what that means. But at the end of the day, humility is this thing that helps us to be obedient. So what you need to know today is, number one, I must humble myself to be that seed. And not just to be that seed, but to go where seeds go. Yeah. And to be obedient. And grow how all. seeds grow. And to grow how seeds. Trust me, we love that part. <laughs> That's the best part of the story. Mm-hmm. you like, oh, the kingdom of heaven is like a little seed. Mm, I guess. <laughs> but when it's planted. Mm, okay. But in time, it will grow. A hundred times bigger. And we like, yeah, now you're talking. Everybody wants to be the lender and not the borrower. But where the borrower has to go in his life in order to be the lender, that's why y'all haven't got there yet. Yeah. Everybody want to be the head and not the tail. But where the tail has to go <laughs> in order to be the head, yeah. that's why you're still not the head. Come on now. See, you got to look at it this way. You all want to be saints. None of you want to be sinners. But where the sinner has to go to be the saint, you're not willing to go. Think of it this way. On one point A, you got sinner. Point B, you got saint. In the middle of those two points is obedience. Mm -hmm. And if you can't travel in obedience, you won't make it to the other side. No. Some of you are trying to be saints with no obedience. Mm-hmm. So you, it's almost like saying we're trying to be a finished product without going through the process. Yeah. <laughs> to, to go with what you're saying, he said that we are tried in the fire. And that in that fire, we're made pure gold. Y'all want to be pure gold without no fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get frustrated. And that's why we give up on our faith and all that kind of stuff. Because here's another thing. We're so used to being imposters. Mm. We're so used to looking Mm -hmm. the part. Frauds. (laughs) We're so used to being frauds, Mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah. We're so used to being that 14 karat gold. Do you know what that means? When we talk about 14 karat gold, we're talking about the level of purity of the gold. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people know that. Yeah. You're talking about the level of purity of the gold. You got on 14 karat gold. It don't cost as much as 24 karat gold. Because what are you talking about? How pure is the gold? Mm-hmm. How much of it is gold? How much of it is other things? Mm-hmm. And a lot of us are walking around thinking we're pure gold. That's tri- That's made in the fire. Mm-hmm. And you ain't. You're not pure gold. You gold plated. What am I saying? You've taken on a form of godliness, Mm -hmm. but you deny the power thereof. The power is in the obedience. Mm -hmm. For the man who does what God says, God provides for him and empowers him to do what he says. Mm -hmm. You want to be empowered to do what you want. Yeah. We don't want to be obedient. That's fraud. It's fraudulent faith. It's frauds. Mm -hmm. I don't want to appear godly. Mm -hmm. I want to be godly. My godliness is my obedience. He says godliness with contentment is great gain. What is he saying? He's saying for the man who obeys God, he marries that with contentment because he knows that in his obedience, he is coming out on the other side. Mm -hmm. You want to come out on the other side with no obedience and that's why you're not content. Yeah. And we care what people think about us too. That's another thing. Until you realize that that don't even make you content. Yeah. When everybody stopped looking at me as the liar, the cheater, the thief, and start looking at me as Minister Force, I thought that that was going to make me feel okay until I realized none of them cared. No. That's the next part. Like, you just realize that, yeah. And their accolades mm-hmm. and their appreciation and their compliments couldn't help me. Nope. They couldn't bring me joy. 
Nope. You know how people say your words don't pay the bills? They, they did a lot more than that. Their words didn't pay my bills. Their words didn't give me peace of mind. Nope. Their words didn't do anything. At the end of the day, the peace and the solace I was looking for, I could only find in obedience, but I wasn't willing to be tried in the fire. When it was time to be obedient, I always tapped out because it was dark, it was cold, it was lonely, it was scary, it was vulnerable, but it's obedience. Mm -hmm. It said Jesus humbled himself and suffered in obedience even unto death. Mm -hmm. Some of you talk about I'm dying to self. No, you're not. Because the way that you die is through obedience. Yeah. And you have yet to put that that gun, the gun of obedience, you have yet to put that to your temple and pull the trigger. Yeah. And even as you describe that dark and lonely place, I can't help but visualize like Jesus on the cross, like in that exact state, like alone, <laughs> like injured, nobody there. You crying out to your father like that's. And even before he actually got to that to Calvary. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, you see him in there praying to the point where it said the tears look like drops of blood. Praying and crying, Lord, take this cup from me because obedience hurts. It does. Even though it is a purifying agent, mm. it is the thing that creates in us. Mm. We want to say these things. We want to we want to quote Psalms 50. Or 51, and we want to say, Create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. Make me like David. <laughs> you don't want to be like David. No. You don't want to create a new heart. A new heart means something has to die. Yeah. That process doesn't happen at the altar. Like, no. That's the starting point. It happens through <laughs> us in our obedience. Mm -hmm. it happens. Uh, it, it's, it's one of those things where even when, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for people at the altar. I'm praying for people at the altar and I'm I'm always trying to remind them and let them know I'm praying for you. Not now. I'm praying for the you that walks out that door. Yeah. Because the you that walks out that door got to do one thing and one thing only. And Endure. that's obey God. Yeah. Our endurance is our obedience. People say all the time, I'm just enduring. I'm just holding on to my faith. You ain't holding on to no faith if that faith doesn't produce obedience. You don't believe. I'm just trying to believe. You don't believe God if you can't receive your orders from God and walk them out in yeah. obedience. There is the defining trait of the believer is to be a hearer and a doer of the word. Yes. Not just scripture not just the scriptures that have become articulated to morality and moral laws but to hear the voice of god guide you through the blueprint that he designed for your life yes that's why i even appreciate like our podcast because i feel like it's for that person that person who you know beyond all the sinning and all that stuff like we're trying to figure out how to do this walk for real like you know, beyond all that stuff, yeah. what it takes to really walk this out. To, because here's the thing. The reason why, you know, even sharing this today, it's like so many years of my Christian walk. I'm going on 17 years of being a Christian, a committed Christian. I gave my life to Christ a ton of times, but I'm talking about I didn't fully with a true understanding and a, a truly contrite heart give my life to Christ till I was 19. And I'm talking about through that walk, having to go through church. And you know how people say, you know, I went through church and realized all church people fake. There's another reality that comes too. Yes. There's a reality where you realize church people are fake. There's a reality where you realize the theology you was walking according to was it's fake. fake. Yep. There's a reality that you come into that you realize you are fake. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a reality that you realize that in the midst of all the fake, there's a real but you ain't been real enough to, to find, find it. it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. 
Some of you are in different parts of that process. But what you better understand is that there's a real part of church and that's in the real voice of God. When he says, be still and know that I'm God, he's saying, I know it's a lot of bull flying around here. It's a lot. I know it's a it's lot a, of a junk happening. Yeah. I know it's a lot of fake stuff. I know it's a lot of hypocrisy. But he said, be still for a second and know. and know that I'm God. In the midst of all this fake, there's still a real. And if you can hear that real voice and obey that real voice, then you can be a real Christian. In the midst of all of this. Yeah, it's hard. It's discouraging. You look around and you see people who, you know, you're supposed to be walking with and you, you get discouraged because, like, is it, you almost question it. Like, is this even really real? Is this real? They think that they pulling the wool over your eyes. Yeah. They uh, praise the Lord, minister. And, you know, I've been praying and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh-huh. Huh? I'm so, I, I, I will never not be cynical about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... All your talk, it profits me nothing. As little as it profits you, it profits me just as little. You talking, telling me you praying for me, don't benefit me. Telling me how much you gave to this person or that person. Even quote unquote evangelizing. The people that we... we, (laughs) Let's put it this way. We won't be the true church and the real church until everything we do is not based on systems, formulas, and doctrines, but it's based on the voice of God yes. in our life. Yes. When you fast, not because it's a church where I fast, but because God told you to fast, you want some other stuff. Or when you bring people to church, not just because your pastor told you to, it you know, you're, yeah. you're making a lifestyle and you're actually discipling people on a daily basis. Because God told you to. Yeah. Because he guided you to these people and he told you what to say to them. You know, these people are trying to tell you that, that you're supposed to be going out and evangelizing and spreading the word of God. But you're a mouthpiece. So you don't even know what you're going to say. That means that you are left up to the guiding of God. And if he doesn't put anything in your mouth, why are you talking? If he didn't put anything in your feet, why are you moving? If he, oh my goodness. Once you walk this thing in true obedience and you seek and desire to be led by nobody but God, that's when the church will start being something. Yeah. Right now, the church's systems, formulas, and doctrines that create poisonous forms of godliness that Involve a whole bunch of people who think they go, but never been through the fire of obedience. Yeah. It's the epitome of how we even talk about like pop culture. It's the same thing. We it's created this culture where it's it's this is where we're at. Yeah. Oh, so I got to take a class on how to evangelize. No, what you need to do is figure out the voice of God. Number one, find His voice, then adhere to His voice. And you'll know what to do. Mm-hmm. It says it. I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and His train filled the temple. And all of a sudden, He was overwhelmed, and He said, "But Lord, why are you here? I'm a man of unclean lips." He understood that He wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in the position to try to be a saint. He understood that in light of who God is, I could never be a saint. He said, I, why are you here? You picked the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a man of unclean lips. And God said, I don't need you to say anything. I'm going to put on you what to say. And it says that he rested the words on his lips and it burned like hot coals. Mm. And we, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, we got to understand our, if we're not operating in that obedience where we're like, Lord, give me what to say, then you are wasting your time. If you're not operating in the obedience of Lord, tell me where to go, then you're wasting your time. There's certain things that I see and I try to I explain it to people. And I'm like, you got to be careful of that because God, I have a connection with God I, I, that he shows me things. And the importance of those things where as a young man, I used to look at him and look past him and say, oh, that's nothing. God will press it on my heart and say, that's not nothing. While it's not a full grown thing, it's a zygote of a thing. It's an embryonic 
form of that thing, but it's going to grow and it matures faster than humans. Yes. It's like one of those those animals. I forget which animal it is, but the, literally the maturation process is a week. Yeah. They go from larva to full on buzzing around thing in a week. Yeah. That's how sin is. Yes. And we as Christians, we don't meet things head on because we can't be proactive because we don't see ahead of schedule. Yeah. We're always reactive because we're in our own selves. Guess what? Human beings don't operate by the speed of light. We operate by the speed of life and life happens and then it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And all we're doing is reacting to it. But in order to be ahead of it, we have to operate by the speed of light. What am I saying? You need God to guide you. Mm -hmm. He said he's the way, the truth and the life. He said that we are to be the light of the world. How can you move like the speed of light if you're not the light? We can be proactive. We can see things before they are when we operate from something other than ourselves. Mm -hmm. God can start to speak to us and say, yeah, I'm going to need you to talk to her. And she may react to you like you overreacting. You, I'm not even thinking on that level, but you're able to say the thing you need to say mm-hmm. because God told you to say it. Everybody's out here doing stuff, reacting. Yeah. Churches swarm around girls after the belly is out. Yeah. Not before the penis is in. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Before the penis is in, and I'm, I'm, I'm just. This is this is our podcast. You you don't like that word? You can go to another podcast <laughs> to be. To- it's not even like we're using the. Vulgar. I'm using an ana- yeah. anatomically correct term. <laughs> Before the penis goes in, everybody's comments on that young lady is: Isn't she awesome? Isn't she nice? Mm-hmm. It you get what I'm saying? Sweet girl, sweet girl. She don't do nothing. She don't hurt a fly. But you don't know what she's dealing with because you can't see beyond you. Yeah. Or you don't see what potentially can destroy that innocence. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yeah. Because you're not being led by God. If I go off of y'all, if I go off of people's actions, Mm -hmm. I almost would think God don't speak. There's so many things people tell me God told them to do that they have yet to do. And so if God told you to do it, guess what you walking in? Disobedience. I know so many disobedient people. It just ain't even funny. Why would God tell you to do something? He could give you an order and then not equip you and put you in the best situation to get that thing done. I don't believe that. I stand on that. Somebody can come and disagree with me. They can tell me they don't see it that way. But I know that God is, he is the type of person, he is the type of God who has no time to play games. Why? Because unlike you, he knows how much time you got left. Yeah. I don't feel like God is going to know how much time I got left and then play games with me. That's true. And know what's at stake. No, he knows how much time is left. He knows what's at stake. That means when he tells me something, time is of the essence. Mm-hmm. I have to move unequivocally, unflinchingly. Yeah. Let me tell you, just to use Noah as an example, God t- speaks to Noah, tells him that a flood is coming. He starts to build an ark. That flood ain't come yes the next day. No. It didn't come a week from then. It took a long time for him to build that ark. But if he didn't start when he's supposed to start. As soon as he heard the As orders. soon as he heard, mm-hmm. he might not have got done in time for him to do it. And guess what? God might have saw him as not the faithful person that was even worthy of saving. Yeah. Even a day late. He could have missed one. You know, he couldn't have had time to put one animal. Yeah. Like, it could have been anything. Your obedience is so vital to your life because God knows the stakes and he knows the time span. Mm -hmm. Think about Lot and his wife. God tells them, come on, I'm about to destroy Sodom. And Lot is like, don't destroy it. I I did some good people. He said, go find me, son. He said, go find me. He said, Lot could not find a faithful man. Understand, understand, people. The whole time you think you so good. And God is all he's looking for is faithful people. 
And faithful people are obedient people. And how can you be faithful to vows you don't know? How can you be faithful to words you haven't heard? Mm. Oh, goodness. Come on now. That's why he said faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. How can you be faithful to something you never heard? Half of you don't read your Bible. So how can you be faithful to the word? Mm -hmm. You only know a quarter of it. (laughs) If that. Or even we love that phrase, faithful to believe. How can you <laughs> be faithful to believe in something you don't Come even... Come on now. Yeah. That's like hearing a fourth of what I said at work. I t- gave you instructions for your task for the day. You only heard a fourth of what I said, and I'm expecting for you to do 100% of it. Yeah. You guessing. You know what I mean? Churches is guessing. We all, yeah. It should be a whole denomination. Yeah. Some people should be like, I'm Kojic, and somebody should be like, I'm, I'm guessing. guessing. <laughs> Yes, that's true. <laughs> Where I'm copying, because that's the next option. Just copy whatever you see every other church. Come doing. on now. Come on. Listen, when you ain't studied for the tests, you either guessing or you're copying. Yep. You either looking in the air or you're looking on somebody's paper. Mm-hmm. One thing you ain't doing is moving in confidence according to what you know. Mm-hmm. Bible says study to show thyself approved Approved by who? Us? Get out of here It says study to show thyself approved by God yeah. A workman that needeth not be ashamed because he studied Another scripture people use out of context They be like why, you, why should you study your word So other people can you know approve of you Yeah they, no, they use that scripture Yeah just like that So they can argue with yeah. people so you could debate. Or sound, sound smart. Sound like you know it all. Study the word to show yourself approved. What's another thing that says that? He said, I meditate both day and night that I might not sin against you. Mm-hmm. He said, I meditate on the word day and night so that I might be approved by you. Yes. What's another one? Let the meditations of my heart be acceptable, approved by you mm-hmm. in your sight, O Lord, my strength, my redeemer. The, but we're not understanding. We have to know the word in order to obey the word. Mm-hmm. And even when I know the word of the Bible, the word of God, it goes it beyond just those pages. Mm-hmm. 66 books written by men who were obedient should lead us to hear the very voice they heard and be just as obedient. Yes. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. 66 books written by men that were inspired by God, obeyed what he spoke to them, should cause us to read it and be inspired by God through the voice he speaks in us. Yes. How are these men inspired to write something? And then you just want to follow what they wrote instead of being just as inspired, inspired. as them. Yes. Yep. That's Except, obedience. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's obedience. To even know they were doing something that would be passed down through oh, generations. Didn't. That's what I mean. Yeah. That, that, that's how our faith should be, though. Yeah. When you're inspired by God, it's like. The mystery of his will is revealed through your obedience. Mm. You got to do it first before you see what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Some of you say God told you to write a book. And you trying to make sure the situation is good. You try to figure out how you're going to publish it. You try to figure out what the cover going to be. You try to figure out a whole lot of stuff before you ever move. When the mystery of his will will be revealed through your obedience, not your trying to plan things. Mm-hmm. Yep. When the last time you just heard and did. Uh, We're just so complicated. <laughs> this is how we do God. Here. Run it through our minds, see how it makes sense, mm-hmm. see how we can do it mm-hmm. instead of just doing it. Yeah, he didn't ask you to say how, he's as you do. Yeah, no, it didn't say how, no, he just did. He didn't say, I gotta go to school to learn how to make boats. <laughs> that would have set him back. That was me. God pressed on my heart to do something, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I gotta go to, I gotta go back to school. Mm-hmm. I gotta go back to school, I gotta get legitimate. I, you know, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. I got to become that thing. He's like, he's like, brother, you will become that thing through your obedience. 
God loves amateurs. He 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 always uses he, amateurs. He loves seeds. Yeah. He loves seeds. Mm-hmm. And the seed just does. The seed don't even have a choice in where it go. This man, he has the seed in his hand, and and the the planter just throws the seed. He just throws it out. We don't. That seed don't know where it's going. Mm-hmm. I used to sit and wonder why. I had the parents I had, the family I had. Why I had to grow up in the hood in Baltimore? Why I had to be here of all places? Why couldn't I be white? Why couldn't I be taller? Why couldn't I be skinny? God said, you know, I, I planted you where I needed you to be planted. Yeah. Now, if you don't become something, it's not because of your dirt. Mm. It's not because of the planter. It's because the seed Decided not to grow roots where he was Mm -hmm. to commit to where he was to not dream of being in California (laughs) when you weren't born in California. You weren't there Mm -hmm. to not long for the what the life that somebody else have, but to put roots in where you at Mm -hmm. so God can grow you beyond where you're at to something greater. Mm -hmm. That's all he want to do. Yeah. I'm watching people covered in dirt complaining. And then I, they wonder why they don't grow. Yeah. You want to grow up before you grow down. That book may never come out. But I'm telling you now, I'm I'm giving you the secret. I'm I'm cracking the code for you. It ain't just for kids that's coming out of high school and grad all the way to the point of graduating college. This is this is something for every person who feels like they are not going in a place they feel like they should be going. You have to embrace where you're at. Be content, grow roots in where you're at. So God can use you. If you're not growing roots in where you're at, you're never going to grow up. No. You're going to constantly be that person. We're in that situation now. We both made decisions to operate in a specific way according to what we felt the convictions of our heart, according to the voice that we believe in. I don't care if anybody else believed that God speak. He spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this part of my life and it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's dark. It's vulnerable. It's scary. Even though I got a business partner. Mm-hmm. It's still a lonely place to be because at the end of the day, the stakes are high for each and every one of us Mm -hmm. in our own way. And there's pressures that go along with that. But one thing I know, I haven't even moved a millimeter in growth until I recently, within the last three years, started being content with where I'm at. Seeing the value and the blessing of it, seeing that, yes, it's the worst place to be, but he put me in the best place to grow. Mm -hmm. And once I started embracing the other half of that statement, Mm -hmm. stop commenting and discussing how bad of a place it is. But understanding the merits of that place, Mm -hmm. understanding the beauty of that place, Mm -hmm. understanding this might not be the life that I was hoping for. But this is the life that can give me the life that I never knew that I could have. Mm -hmm. Obedience. We, we we think we know what we want. We think we know. The seed has no idea of what it could become. No idea. No idea. When I was resting in the palm of God's hand, before I was ever a gleam in my mother's eye, before my parents ever laid down to conceive me, before I ever was resting in her womb, God had me in his hand. And he knew the totality of my life. And as Ecclesiastes said, he took and hid the mystery of my life within me. Mm. Ecclesiastes said that. Y'all go Google it. He said he hid the mystery of my life within me. Mm -hmm. And it is obedience that draws it out. Jesus. Yeah. The testing, it's the all of that stuff. That's why I can't even listen to people. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to nobody prophesying over me. You ain't got nothing. The mystery of me is <laughs> in, in me. me. Yeah. Why would God tell you something he don't tell me? That's why we got to walk according to this thing. 
Because everything that people speak about you should be confirmation. If it's news to you, you ain't on the right frequency. I ain't got no, no time to hear what anybody else say about my life, about what they think I should do or shouldn't do, because I'm connected to the source. And when I'm connected to the source, I can walk in the freedom of that. You may think, how long are you going to be in that place? But you ain't the planner. No. And nor do you know how to grow, because if you did, your life would, would look be. awesome. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm tired of people who are seeds, too, trying to tell me about planting. Yeah. You won't know how to plant. Shut it up. <laughs> Newsflash. You a seed, too. That's that humility. Yeah. You have to have humility to understand that. The Bible talks about seeds in a lot of ways. It does. One of those ways he said that the seed is the word. We have to let that seed plant within us. He said that we're the good soil or the bad soil. He said that we have to be receptive of the word. He said there's some people that receive the word with joy, but because they didn't let it take root, the enemy was able to come and pluck it out of their hearts. Yep. Oh, man. God is just trying to get us to a place where we stop focusing on being good girls and good guys and start focusing on being obedient. Mm -hmm. He said, sons, daughters, obey your parents and your days will be long mm -hmm. upon the earth. And then it tells us that God is our father, that he we will receive through the spirit of adoption. And guess what y'all need to do? Honor your father. You can't halfway listen to your father or ignore your father and think that when he comes home, you'll be able to do what he said. If you don't know what he said, some of you, you're disobedient, not because you heard it and didn't do it, but because you didn't hear it. In the first place, you guess him. In the first place. <laughs> That doesn't make you less disobedient. You're just as disobedient. Yeah. See, Eve heard it mm -hmm. and didn't listen. Some of y'all ain't even hear it. You don't know no scripture. You don't see the validity of it. You don't see it as God's voice. You don't see it as him setting the training. The Bible trains us to his voice. He said, my sheep know my voice and another they will not follow. You said that you were a follower of God, but you don't know his voice. Yeah. Familiarize yourself with his voice so that he might be able to speak and you might be able to listen. And that's that do. obedience. Yeah, that's obedience. Mm -hmm. That's obedience. Yeah. My prayer for you, Antoinette, is that as you go through this process, don't fall for the okie doke. Of focusing on where you're at don't fall for the okie doke of fo focusing on how small you are mm -hmm. focus on being obedient because that sets the roots and causes the growth everything else don't matter everything <laughs> I was telling somebody this morning. I was I was talking to my first lady. I go to the gym with my first lady, and and and, and we walking, and I said, I no more care about a bill collector than a man on the moon. I answer the phone because why am I scared of you? Yeah. Hello, how may I help you? Oh, you want money? As soon as I got it, I'm giving it to you. That's, I'm, a, I'm a person of integrity. That's right. I'm sure enough not taking your money that I know you uh, you deserve because I shouldn't have took if I didn't want to give. Mm -hmm. you, people got to understand, you can't take a service or take money and not expect to have to give something back. That's not the way the world works. <laughs> We'd be so mad. <laughs> you so mad at bill collectors. Nobody told you to take that loan. Nobody told you that, that you need a cable. Yeah. Nobody told you you need a cell phone. So why are you like avoiding paying back for a service? I, I think you'll realize it when you become, when some of y'all actually become, become, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you, you actually have your own business and stuff uh -oh. and you want to, you want somebody to pay you for services rendered. Yeah. But you, you, you hiding and fighting and sneaking 
Instead of just understanding the way this world works, I'm free from all that. I'm, yeah. Hello, as soon as I got the money, you going to get it. And then not even being mad at yourself either. Because it's like it's one of the people either mad at that or mad at themselves for even doing it. It's like it's all a, we've been trained to be afraid of things. Mm-hmm. We've been trained to care about what is happening around us yeah. instead of just being obedient. Mm-hmm. I, I, we have to set our minds to a frequency of obedience, yeah. not anything else. Yeah. I don't. I don't care what the other person is doing. Mm-hmm. I. I don't. I'm not trying to copy them. I. I'm not reading a self help book to try to find the roles of success. I'm trying to find a way to hear the voice of God, so that I can walk in His way. Amen. You know. I mean, what you think? You. You think what I'm saying is making sense? Yeah. No. I'm. Yeah. I hate when you always do that. Like I'm not with it. I'm. No, I know. I I'm know looking you with you dead it. In the eye. I, can, like, I feel like sometimes I be talking and you not talking. No, I'm. I'm with you, you it. Good, you with yeah. Because I choose when I gotta say something. <laughs> no, I know. It's just um, for me. It, it's one of those things where I know I have a certain perspective of things, mm-hmm. and so when when I we're talking, I'm always interested in what you think about what I'm saying because. You represent for me another perspective. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like even when I'm talking, sometimes I'll be like, "Ah, oh, man." I you wonder. should just take it as it resonates with me. Yeah. Like when you saying stuff that resonates me with me, sometimes I don't really have anything to say <laughs> back. I'm sorry if it doesn't. I'm no, sorry, no, no, guys, no. if it doesn't make it that interesting. No, no, but. It's, it, it's it's cool. I'm just saying for those who who are listening. Mm-hmm. Share, share if you could share with them just for a little bit w- w- the struggles you have with that the reality of being just focused on God's voice and obeying Him and not in disregarding all the dirt, yeah, and disregarding the the situations that are around you, and, and having that perspective that it may be the worst place to be, but the best place to grow. Mm-hmm. Just talk for a second. I mean, it. it's it's just like how you said. It's it's not a fun place to be. You see a lot of things not working out. Uh, even in my life personally, like I I see a lot of things that you know I thought would turn out a certain way and didn't. And it's like trying to figure out how to trust God and be obedient throughout that whole process. It's not easy and. That's why I said I appreciate stuff like the podcast because we keep the topics really relevant. So when you're saying stuff is resonating with yeah. me. And, and for me, I just think this is the stuff that we need to always be on because while I know it's cool to be the church, be the Christians that are constantly talking about the issues of today. Yeah. I, I hope people understand the greater issue of today is not homosexuality. Because people consider that the, the hot button issue. Mm-hmm. So for me, that isn't the issue du jour. That is not the issue of the times. Mm-hmm. Talking about the corruption in church is not the issue of the times. People talk about that stuff too much. Those, that's part of the problem. That's part We're of not problem. talking about what actually helps people more. That's, that's not real church matters. The real church matters are why we suffer from this malignant, metastasizing poison of disobedience that corrupts our life stunts our growth you expect the world to see you and say say that's something i want to emulate that's a god i want to be a part of yeah (laughs) even when i think about me it's like you take somebody who's been born and raised in church somebody who has always just wanted to quote unquote please god and how you know i've for all intents and purposes have been in an environment where I should be grown and you know should be in a certain place and it's like when you look at that and try to figure out what goes wrong what went wrong really and start to dissect that it it, it really brings up a lot of questions like yeah how, how did we get here how did we get here and what what are we focusing on the focus isn't on God's voice or that day-to-day obedience that we're talking yeah. about. I mean, we're so scared of talking about obedience because it brings us to this scary place of hearing his voice. It's not the big picture. It's not the big <laughs> People don't understand it. It's not. 
We it, It's crazy to me that the conversation skipped obedience and started talking about purpose. Yep. How, people are talking about purpose-driven lives, but never talking about how you walk in purpose. Yeah. What's the GPS? You got what's driving you. Okay, know okay, where you're going. Yeah, yeah. so what's, if how? we're purpose-driven people... Who's guiding us? Mm -hmm. What is our turn by turn instructions? Don't tell me the Bible. Basic instructions before <laughs> leaving Earth. Listen, <laughs> you go ahead and play around with that mess. <laughs> go ahead and play around. But that's go, what I mean. Like, like I said, it just it seemed like it just stops there. Like I remember the song when I was growing up. Uh, you know, because the Bible tells me so, and it's like, yeah, but. It got to build on that. It is. It is. Got to build on it that. It is. <laughs> it is. The Bible tells me that Jesus loves me. Yes. And it's in the faith of that that I receive that love. But knowing he loves me and then letting him love me mm. are two different things. Yeah. See, when I know he loves me, that's great. But what does that love look like? Yeah. He said, I tell you everything mm -hmm. because you're not a servant. You're my friend. Mm -hmm. He said, and the friends we share. Mm -hmm. And so with my friend, I'm going to tell you my secrets. God want to talk to us. He want to show us that love. It, it, it don't end with you knowing he loved you. It's just beginning. Yes. The next step is that you actually experience that love. Yes. I know there's a lot so of you people. You can share it with other people sister, and this could actually work. There's <laughs> a lot of people that say they're Christians because they believe God loves them. But ask them, have they experienced his love? There's a lot of people that say they obey God. But ask them, have they experienced his voice? There's a lot of people that say they're walking in their purpose. But ask them, ask them, who's actually directing them in that purpose? Come on now, we spit in God's face when we try to get so smart about this purpose stuff that we actually are creating our own agendas and laying God over top of it like a blanket. Mm. Come on now. Yeah. That's not that's that fraudulent faith we were talking about say? earlier. They said, don't spit on me and tell me it's raining. That's the church. Yep. You want you want to spit on me and tell me it's raining. No, I know the difference. Some people may not, but I know the difference. I, there's a definitive difference in my life from the time when I was just following the voice of a pastor or my mama and when I was following the voice of God. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. <laughs> Obedience is better than making it to church every Sunday. <laughs> Obedience is better than giving tithes, Obedient. 25%. Obedience is better than working harder and not smarter. <laughs> <laughs> Obedience is working smarter. Mm -hmm. Some of y'all working too hard. Some of y'all still dragging goats up mountains. Hate to say it. Some of you are still dragging goats up mountains. Still spilling blood you don't have to spill. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Episode 25. Obedience is better than sacrifice. You got a real conversation today. Amen. We out. <laughs>